Are you a believer in the power of supporting women's voices? Well, we've got an incredible opportunity for you. Momming While Muslims Patreon is here to make a difference and we need your help to amplify women's voices like never before. With Patreon, you have the power to support us and to make a difference. You can become part of an exclusive community that uplifts women's voices from diverse backgrounds and experiences for just the price of a cup of coffee. We can all amplify these amazing voices together. But that's not all, bonus. You'll get some pretty cool perks as well. Go to our Patreon and find out what those perks are and what level of support you'd like to give. Our goal is to reach 100 patrons by the end of the year and we believe you can make it happen. So what are you waiting for? Go to mommyingwellmuslim.com, hit the Patreon button to sign up today. Make a difference, be a part of something bigger and support Momming While Muslim's Patreon. Join us now and let's change the world one podcast at a time. You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. This is another episode of Mommy Well Muslim, and this is Zeba Hassan. And you'll probably notice that my lovely co-host is actually not here today right now. Well, she's trying to get in, and she might join us in a little bit because apparently she kind of um, let her children uh, get into her computer, and apparently they liked, locked her out, which is something our kids love to do on occasion. Um, so we will um, hope and pray that she comes out, um, she comes in a little bit. But in the meantime, I'm going to be running solo with my next guest, and I'll introduce her in a little bit. But, you know, I'm going to have a, a mini candid conversation um, with myself, because normally I have that with Uzma. But um, I was recognizing this past weekend, uh, I've told a couple people that I've been sitting and chit-chatting with that, you know, I went to my first um, Pakistani soiree, you know, growing up, it wasn't necessarily something that we, I was personally ever invited to, you know, just because we were always like, on, I, I was a fringe child. And apparently I recognize I'm a fringe adult. And um, so it was one of my first times that I was invited. And it was, I'm not going to name the organization. I'm not going to name any of those things because I want to you know, keep um, the privacy for those people. But the truth of the matter is I walked in and it was just beautiful, glamorous event here in the DMV area, gorgeous people, beautiful clothing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course, raising money for an amazing organization. So I'm not going to speak to any of that, but I did recognize that despite, um, I, and I just still felt weird. Like I felt weird walking in. I, I had my son as my date. So thankfully he was there as kind of my crutch a little bit. You know, anybody that knows me personally knows that I'm a little bit socially awkward. Believe it or not, I, I really truly am. And I walk into a situation where I don't necessarily feel like I fit in. And I am in my mid 40s. Okay, people, I am an adult. And I pride myself on um, doing the work and kind of moving forward. And I still felt a little bit off and weird, you know, and it's just something that as, um, moms, we always feel like maybe we grow out of those types of things. And it's something that when you do start feeling that way to kind of be self-reflective. And I recognized when I got home, like, why did I feel weird? What was going on? Um, let's leave aside the fact that I'm not used to eating 
dinner at like 10 p.m. So I literally had a skedaddle out of there because my son was starving. Um, so I left the dinner without eating dinner and ended up with um, eating a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. But that is another podcast. But I recognized when I come ho- came home and I was sitting down, and I was like, why did I feel a little bit off? And I, and I, and I acknowledged to myself that I still don't feel like I belong. And and that was just kind of like this aha moment for me, because I've been feeling like I've been putting in the work and I've been trying to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And that goes to prove, you know, that we are still, um, works in progress. So everybody who's listening, if you've ever been in a situation where you feel a little bit off you know, continue, like embrace it, get in that moment. And I have to say, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea. I likely wouldn't go to an event like that again, but I'm glad that I did end up pushing myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So that was a little bit of my um, food for thought for the morning today. But, you know, I have, um, it's, and, and normally it was my would tell me, yeah, I'm crazy. Like I already know that she's, if she's listening to this a little bit later, that's what she'll be saying to me. So I will um, acknowledge it, interpret it and put it in my head. But thank you for m- listening to my wander in my weird like thought process as I am still a, a learning. Um, I am still, what do they say? A work in progress. So, you know, Bismillah, you know, keep me in your prayers because we're going to continue moving forward with that growth. But, you know, as October is coming to a close we want to express our immense gratitude to all of our amazing wonderful guests this month we admire their resilience um, in overcoming challenges circumstances with unwavering positivity and hope today we have a special guest who is not only a dear friend but also has a story that resonates with every parent's deepest fear the death and an unimaginable loss of a child. But before we um, proceed, I wanted to kindly request anyone who has had experienced something similar um, or is not ready to quite delve into this uh, very specific topic to take a moment and join us again when you actually do feel ready. Additionally, if you have experienced um, secondary trauma from some of the recent news events that are going around, you may want to take um, time to revisit this episode because we recognize that it could be potentially triggering for people. But I wanted to introduce um, one of my favorite people, Cyrus Sufi, an exceptional event manager. She's a loving mother of twins. However, her journey took an unimaginable turn where she sadly lost one of her precious children. In the face of adversity, she was dedicated she has dedicated her time to raising awareness about his disease. We extend our warmest welcome to MWM fan favorite because she came multiple, multiple requests to have her come back on, Syra Sufi. Assalamu alaikum, Syra, and welcome to Momming Wal Muslim. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you for having me. You know we absolutely love having you on the show, and apparently, um, apparently our audience loves it as well. Um, just because I, I, you know, you've always been open with your candor and your vulnerability, and it's helped so many, so many people. I have to say, I have traveled with um Syrah and literally will be at the airport where people recognize her she's that famous and will come up to her and say your story gave me hope your story gave me um, the power to move on I've witnessed it myself so I it's just such an amazing opportunity to have her back on you know because we have just 
um, celebrated the five-year passing of Hadi. But before we get into that, you know, we always start, um, we start every episode a little bit with what your momming story is and what your momming philosophy is. And Syrah, do you mind sharing that with our audience again? Of course. Of course. Thank you, Zeba. Um, so my mommying experience, I actually first and foremost was a stepmother um, when I first got married. Uh, Lena was part of my life from two and a half to 12. We can get into that a little bit. But then I had my lovely twin boys in January of 2010 is when I got married and the twins were born in June of 2011 after a miscarriage. Um, in regards to my mommying philosophy, uh, it's taken its toll, you know, of, I'm not sure of own it, mm-hmm. love every part of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, which I have experienced all and watching how these twin has solidified my role as a mother and how we're a parent. He's my soulmate in, yes. in so many ways. And when you lose a child, it, it definitely can take everything out of you. But because Zuckery has been with me, I, um, I adore him and I have learned so much from him. And that's what I hope all of us as, as mothers, parents, but mothers in particular, we are recognizing, yes, we're their mothers, but we can learn from them as well. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Like sometimes the words that come out of their mouth, you're just like, wow, I never thought of it that, that way. And and if you're open and receptive, you can really, you really can't learn from, learn from them. And I'm going to excuse people for my throat. I'm literally just not getting my voice back after COVID, my fifth, my fifth <laughs> bout of COVID. But um, so my throat was going to get a little bit itchy. Um, but I just, you know, we, you talked about losing Javi. For those that haven't had um, the, for, the fortunate uh, experience and hearing that story to begin with, can you tell us a little bit about um, how your, uh, our, your last episode where you did talk about Hadi um, and his journey um, to yeah. the other side? Yeah, so Hadi was diagnosed with aplastic anemia in September of 2017. Aplastic anemia, it's a bone marrow failure disease. Um, It can develop into cancer, but technically Hadi had aplastic anemia. um, And we discovered it, his brother threw a book at him Mm -hmm. and he had a really bad black eye. I didn't think much of it, but then one day when I was giving him a bath and was noticing on his back there's all these dots and red dots and wondering what it was stupidly googled it and was oh my gosh he has leukemia Mm. um did take him to the pediatrician the next day and they at first thought it was just low platelets but they still had us go to um the hospital And it was at that time of noticing his numbers from his blood counts that something was up. Took a while, um, but then it was discovered aplastic anemia. And we, at first, were said, you know, a bone marrow transplant is the way to go if you have a match, Mm -hmm. a sibling or family-related match. Zachariah, his twin brother, was not a match. 
And so we first went through immunotherapy at the NIH. Um, we were lucky enough, you know, Allah works in his own ways to be at the highest at the NIH. Yeah, literally in our backyard, yeah. which is just an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. institution. So we saw Dr. Young for immunotherapy, but when that wasn't working, it was said, you know, let's do a bone marrow transplant. And I freaked out because I knew the likelihood of him finding a match because we are South Asian mm-hmm. and there's not many on the registry was was not high. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, the, the doctor said he has plenty of matches. And I oh. remember asking, like, can you repeat that? Yeah. And so his donor was very quick, um, young donor, young female donor from Colorado. And we were able to do two bone marrow transplants. The first one wasn't successful, um, but they did a second one. The first one was just chemo. The second one was chemo and radiation. Um, and before his third one, um, which was a different donor from Germany, I believe, um, he contracted adenovirus, mm-hmm. which most of us can just fight off, but for his poor little body, it took over. And um, before the third transplant, he um, we were at Children's National after a couple of trips by helicopter to mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati to Children's and um, to get T-cells because the team at the NIH went, they did everything they could of, you know, all that was possible. But before, so we tried T-cells to to get rid of the adenovirus Um and on that third trip back is when his body started to deteriorate. And yeah, he passed at Children's in DC. Um, yeah, October 21st. So it's been five years. And since then of, yeah, figuring out the best way to promote the awareness of aplastic anemia and honor Hadi the best way I know how. And honestly, like I, I came in, um, I would say I came into the picture afterwards. Like I didn't, I didn't know Syra um, from this part of her life. Um, and you, you know, and she's just one of those people, if anybody has met her, whether it's before or after who, you know, has lived through such hardship, but she still always has a space, um, a space to welcome people in. And it's such an amazing thing. Um, and part of that space is um, the extension of you, like you said, your soulmate and how these twins, Zachariah, um, obviously, if you want to delete his name out of the podcast, we can do that as well. But he was the first person I met. And he I would say he he introduced me to his amazing mom. But you know, it's been five years for him as well. Somebody who was his twin, who was his womb, roommate, um, for, for lack of a better phrase. So how is that going for him? And how do you as a mom support yourself, but also support him in his grieving journey? It's a good question. And it's, I will say it's very different for everyone. Um, but for us, Zachary is a talker, <laughs> um, and allowing him that space talking about his brother after 
pretty much almost daily, I would say, ask him two questions, you know, what are you grateful for? And what's a good memory of Javi? And that helped me as well as him because some of them were hilarious. So, you know, Javi would only allow me three questions during a movie because I <laughs> so much or just those sweet memories as twins and they had their own little language and, you know, but I also wanted to make sure he had an outlet beside me or beside mm-hmm. his dad. Uh, so made sure he had a therapist um, as well as at the beginning, the school counselor, not as much now, but at the beginning, making sure, you know, we had amazing school support. His second grade teacher was incredible and supported him. Um, and now, as we were talking about before, I, I've i shared Javi with, with everyone and this five-year anniversary, particularly with everything going on in Palestine it just felt, and I asked Zakaria, how do you want to support, how do you want to celebrate? We had done a hike last year in honor. This year it was, let's do something on our own, right? Um, and I love Zakaria in the sense because he said, I think you feel the same way, mommy. Mm-hmm. Both of my boys are old souls. And it was, it's literally talking like an old little man. <laughs> Um, and so it was nice to be able to go to his gravesite uh, with Zacharia and then go, of course, Duck Donuts, their favorite, and then go on a hike and just enjoy. Um, and so it's five years and it's different. You know, I think about that first episode I did mm-hmm. with, and it was very early on. Uh, my ex-husband had just left. Yes. And do you want to take a few moments for people that didn't um, hear that part of the story? Unfortunately, you know, they say like bad news comes in threes and in, in, in your circumstance, it really truly did. So you had the death of a child and then, and then less than a year after that, my ex-husband left suddenly. And when I mean suddenly I had gone on a trip to uh, LA to the Disney expo Mm -hmm which we had agreed upon, we had talked about. Um, I was, I wanted the family, you know, including my stepdaughter at the time, but it was one of the first days of school. Um, and, you know, he dropped me at the airport, said, I love you. We communicated throughout the weekend. Um, but when I came home, came home to an empty house mm-hmm. and we met at a coffee shop and he said, I'm, I've been unhappy for a very long time and I'm done soul crushing I know that there's been growth right it's not that same visceral reaction yes nausea and I know there was a lot of focus on it with that first episode Mm -hmm. because it was so raw and so fresh fresh. my house also had caught on yes um and so I remember that first episode of sitting in that you know, it wasn't a hotel. It was uh, the apartment. It was the it was the temporary place because yeah. your poor your your house was being renovated, and being angry, being very angry. Um, and I I haven't watched that episode in a while, but I know that it was, that I was angry, and I'm not going to say I'm not still angry. In the right, way I was I was left, but Allah works in his own ways. And I recognize my ex-husband lost a son. We lost a son. And everybody grieves in their own way. 
but I think it was hard at that time to fully grieve the loss of Javi. Yes. I was grieving the loss of my marriage. Right. And and what you thought was going to be your support system yeah. post that, right? Because who else is going to share that exact same grief other than the father of the child? Yeah. Who knows? You know, we were in that we watched Javi and pain together. Yes. Those memories. Um, and I also lost a stepdaughter who I mm-hmm. was very close to. Um, and it sucks. I, I understand everybody grieves in their own way, but it was a lot. And through a lot of therapy, whether it's been group therapy, life coaching, all of it. And I'm glad to see, I think as, as a society, we're coming to realize the importance of talking things through, not holding things in. Um, so yeah, five years and it'll never, grief is such a special part to everyone. It's, it's unique to everyone, but as they say, you know, the whole analogy of it's right here mm-hmm. the and then it's sort of, and at the time when I did that first, there's no way that's not going to be me, but I thought about it yesterday or Saturday. Yeah, it's different. It's you can sort of look at the memories. They're not as they still hurt, but there's a different feel to them. Like Interesting. I laugh at them, and I'm not gonna say you know that Palestine hasn't brought up so many triggers and so and wondering, mm-hmm. you know, wondering of. What's it like in Jenna for these beautiful souls and this hobby being nice to everyone, which he is. He is 100%. (laughs) But, um, and you wonder, you know, it tests your faith. It it really does. Um, The lack of knowledge of knowing what's in Ella's plans, but also recognizing that it's okay to be angry. This episode is sponsored by Guidance Residential. Join them for an informative presentation introducing the company, the leading provider of Sharia-compliant home financing in the United States. The meeting will cover the essential information needed to understand how Guidance Residential can help consumers finance or refinance a home without an interest-bearing loan. This event is going to be on Saturday, November 11th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Woodbridge, Virginia. Check it out on guidanceresidential.com under their resources tab and look for events and you'll see it over there. You talked a little bit about grief. You know, obviously it was, like you said, it was so right in your face and so visceral. And five years later, it's a little bit different, but I would imagine you probably still have days where it's still very visceral, right? And so allowing people that opportunity to grieve in their own, like there's no set, there's no set example, but what is something for somebody, unfortunately, maybe starting at the beginning of their grief process, what is something that they can, you know, we always say there's the five stages of grief and all all of those things from a psychological perspective, but as somebody who's literally experienced it by the way, studying it, because this is something you are actually studying. What are some things that you can um, 
gift somebody who's just starting their grief journey? You know, it's fascinating because as I was talking to my own therapist of, it was in regards to my divorce and we all grieve differently. My way of grieving was to start a nonprofit in of Hadi. And what is the name of this nonprofit? Team Wations. Team Wations. We're going to have that in our show notes, everybody. So Team Wations was when we were at the NIH, it was, we've got this and you have to have patience. Mm -hmm. Team Wations. And I did interviews and all of this and recognizing now that that's not how my ex-husband grieved, right? Yes. It was more wanting to be around family or, or solitude, what whatever it was. And that would be my one piece of when I do talk to people. And I just recently, you know, unfortunately, we lost another another beautiful soul to yeah. a plastic and talking to her mom. And it was very brief. That's all I said to her was, I've been thinking about you. And it was those moments of, I didn't need advice. I didn't, I just needed you to say, I'm thinking of you, or I don't know what to say. If I look back at myself of, yes, continue to be vocal, but also get out in nature. Yes. Be grateful, right? Like all of the cliche-ish things, all of the things that I thought were, what's the word I want to use? I'm not sure, but cliche-ish. Yeah. But the affirmations, I grief and anxiety go pretty yes. hand in hand. And I was like, what is this? I I don't know. Um, but talking it through and forcing, not forcing, but pushing myself through, right? Of Yeah, I, but also knowing my limits, which I still struggle with of when it comes to being, because I know I, I am a introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm of being around people, but then also recognizing that's not where I get my energy. Yes. Of, and allowing the tears of those who have lost a child or those, anyone going through grief, you're crying so much. So that's why I wear my glasses now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wear my contacts. I never quite know um, when a grief, a grief bomb will hit, but allowing it. I need a moment, right? Of, and even yesterday, the growth that happened, my parents obviously wanted to support me um, and they came over, but in only the way that parents can be. Of Sometimes it's a bit more work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Especially as they get older. As they get older. <laughs> You're just like, really? Another- I was <laughs> trying to make chai for the third time today. <laughs> And luckily, I had an amazing, my amazing housemate. Um, and I, she asked, she's like, how can I support? And I was like, whatever they need. And she definitely, you know, rose to the occasion. I mean, that's another part of as our parents get older, it's anticipatory grief. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they, I said, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. I kind of want to be alone. You know, my sweet, sweet father was like, let us support you. But I finally said at one point, I need to be alone. Yeah. And recognizing that and allowing myself that. Because while everyone lost Hadi, right, I know I'm not the only one. Right. 
but I am his mother. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, I got goosebumps when you say that. Like, it is a very different, you know, it's just a different thing, that connection between a mom and their child. You know, you literally grow this human in your your body, and you, at some point, were intertwined and, and physically connected. It is a different type of of grief. So own it. And I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. And every, everyone is different of, I know some people, it's hard for people to understand that. Yeah. I want to be alone. I, I know my balances, not as much as I would like to, I'm still learning that, but knowing when I need to step away, knowing when I I also have accepted that the tears aren't going to fall exactly when I want them to. Right. And that's okay too. Like I, I do wish I've said this before, like there was a, I can feel that I need the tears to come. Um, and it was really tough actually of, I promised my father that I wouldn't go to any protests, which is, unheard of for me yeah I was going to say if anybody knows her <laughs> you know that it's not something she can she can handle because we try to go to Zayden, every single one <laughs> yeah Zayden and I were at a protest yeah that was a Palestine yeah protest. that was another one yep but you know when he said to me you know I need you and Zachariah although it was on the same day it um, was yeah yeah it was tough and but listening I did of course listen to all of the speeches and the tears came of all of it of and that amazingly adorable six-year-old in Chicago mm-hmm. when the tears finally came and allowing them right and yeah of asking what what is this like I know you're in control I know all of this but it's tough it's really tough it's I think it's tough for the whole community because we're all having a hard time understanding this particular um, incident. And for those that are wondering, you know, because we've gotten a couple DMs about this too, like where does MWM stand on this? Don't worry. We have a full series coming and that's something we're working on because we're all about elevating the voices of other people. It's not our story to tell. And so part of what we're doing is creating space for the people that are ultimately um, directly impacted. And we're just sharing um, the space with them. So please don't worry. And because it is, it gives us a, an opportunity to be cathartic and be part of our journey as well. So I know um, Syrah is going to be listening because it is tough to not have to go to the p- protest when you do feel so alone and you're like, this is the one thing that I can do. And I know how hard that was for you. But I, I as a friend, I'm glad that you took the space to, to be alone because I think that that's something, I think knowing how um, sensitive you are, I think it probably would have would not have been the most healthy for you. And that's the other thing too, where these protests and how we feel, and there are some people that just can't put on social media or can't um, show externally because they're processing it themselves. And again, you have to allow everybody the opportunity to um, grieve with the world in the way that they can. And, you know, I, I want to ask um, specifically because it is always hard as a friend going and trying to support your person. Like, what are the things that we as a community can do and help um 
somebody that was in your position um, or, and what are the things to not do? Specifically? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm sure this could, this because a- you and I have had this conversation before <laughs> and I was like, I myself, it was a learning experience for me to, to learn like, Oh shoot, that isn't something you should be saying. Yeah. And I will say I am not the go to for all things grief, right? What works for me is completely opposite of, and I've had this discussion with you and with others, I, what triggers me, and I don't know why, I've tried to feel it out with my therapist of, I really struggle with, I can't even imagine. Yes. That to, and And it's funny because that's the first thing I said to her. I can't even imagine. (laughs) And I think I've worked on it is, you don't even want to, right? right? Which is true, which is true. I think for other people in my position, it is actually very comforting for them to hear that because it means that you're, you will never understand. But I think what I would, what I appreciate most of the time is hearing, I don't know what to say to you, but I'm thinking of you. And on the, you know, uh, five years that just happened of what I appreciated a lot of people, it was just either a heart that they sent me or, you know, thinking of you today, I know it's tough. It's also what's, what I'm struggling with is recognizing it's been five years, it still hits me daily, mm-hmm. but not many people. I don't want to be angry at anyone who didn't reach out. It's not the first thing on their minds, particularly with everything's going on. And it doesn't mean that they don't care. Right. But, it's but that is a hard thing to, to feel, right? It's the, I mean, I get it. I get you. Um, after, you know, at the beginning, um, the meal trains were incredible. But figuring out, I I had an amazing friend who, who knows me well and was like, basically took over, was you have those friends who all fit like she was the bulldozer mm-hmm. right? and that's what she needed to be in that moment. And the people who, as you said, even at, I, I had forgotten about that airport episode. Like I write, right. Yes. I never knew that would be so cathartic, but just hearing that of like your story meant a lot or thank you for sharing. Cause you do worry, right? Like, at the beginning, I don't really write much about my ex-husband anymore, but. That's progress, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Because Thank you. other people do not need to take a space <laughs> in your brain, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> I, I recognize a lot of my friends still have very strong feelings on that, but I know <laughs> it's, you know, like when you make the, like, I will make dua for you, I will make, but. It's also what's best for our son. Yes, exactly. But in in regards to how others support, yeah, it's the little things and what I truly appreciate is when people who did know Javi share memories. Yes. I think a lot of people make the assumption we don't want to hear their names. Most, most, and I can't say all, most folks I know who have lost want to hear those stories, want to hear the names. What I adore is because I do think it's Javi, like, putting people putting his own little spin on things of people when they'll people will say oh you know where's Javi like, oh, he's in Jenna and they're like oh oh we met in Zakaria and I'm like please don't apologize yeah love hearing my child's name 
Yeah. Because I would imagine, because they are twins, you know, that that probably, by the way, that probably happens a lot to him too, right? <laughs> you know, poor guy is probably like, well, my brother's not here right now, but I'm here, you know, and having to to deal with that. And and I've witnessed um, the interaction between Syrah and, and Zacharia, and I have to say, I love it. And if I could even just be a tenth of that to my my crazy kiddos, I know that I... I, I'm doing something right. But, you know, you mentioned a little bit, and this is this is very interesting, and I definitely want to end on this because I, for all of us doers, we're like, okay, what are the action items that we can do other than going to Team Wations, which we're going to have into the show notes, um, and donating for this cause because you do provide support for other parents that are going through similar things at the NIH. And I absolutely love that because only somebody going through it can know what other parents need. But the bone marrow... Um, you mentioned uh, specifically that our South Asian um, descent and ancestry is very limited on a lot of these registries. And first of all, can you speak a little bit to that? Mm -hmm. And where can people um, go and actually put their name for a registry so that other people can kind of have access to that? No, thank you, Zeba. I appreciate that. Um, Yes, as I mentioned earlier, Hadi was luckily enough to have many matches. That is definitely not the case for minorities. Um, and so be the match.org. You can sign up to be a donor. You get a swab kit, mm-hmm. simple things ever. And, and then you send it back um, and you can see how important it is for us to get on the registry for South Asians, particularly those with mixed backgrounds yes. as well. Um, and as I said, it's very easy, and I can tell you firsthand that yes, while Hadi's bone marrow transplant wasn't a success, I know his donor allowed us some more time with him. Mm-hmm. I am forever grateful for that, and a lot of the assumptions of what bone marrow donations aren't true anymore. You know, yes, before in the hip, that sword and the pain, it's definitely light years different of what it was. Um, and very similar to, to a blood draw, very, you know, a little longer and that sort, but just the opportunity that you could save someone's life is incredible. Um, and then yes, in regards to team patients of supporting, Zave and I, even one of the first things we met, you know, as we connected of that doing nature, Mm -hmm. we put together care packages with donations and gave them to caregivers at the NIH. Um, And I, again, can tell you firsthand how much a difference it will make to have a caregiver open a package that has comfy socks or a mug or like stuff for your mouth because it's so dry in those hospital settings and little things like that. It's little things like that. Um, All in Hadi's honor for me uh, because that kid was such a giver. Um, And that's what I know he would want me to continue with. I've said I could very well leave all of this, right? The aplastic anemia. I am on the board for a plastic anemia foundation and very heavily involved with Be The Match. And I could say goodbye, right? But I know that's not what Javi would want. And particularly Zacharia too. So yeah, thank you for allowing me to to bring that awareness out there. 
I love that. And for, for those of you that want to participate, it's like I said, it's going to be in our show notes. We're going to have that up. We're just going to appreciate it. But, <laughs> you know, Sire, we always love having a, a you on. And there's a reason why you're the fan favorite. And your um, love and support has always been so great and so appreciated at Mommy Wall Muslim, including she is our event director and helps plan all of our amazing, amazing events. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but, you know, for anybody that's listening and you want to reach out to Syrah, I where can they find you? So teamwations.org or even CyraSufia at Gmail is the best way to get a hold of me. Um, but teamwations is where you can... As things go on, hope to be writing some more um, about my journey. I love that. And we look forward to reading. I love reading your blog posts. I get the alert. So they pop up in my my Gmail when it comes and I I grab my tea and I read it. Um, So I definitely appreciate that. Um, This is another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Mommy While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Thank you.